Welcome to our After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Thirsty Scholars Partnership. Our podcast is here to help teachers and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. If you work in education and looking to improve or develop your skills, then this podcast is here to help you. Welcome to the After the Bell podcast brought to you by Thirsty Scholars Partnership. I'm Georgie, Director of Learning Development for the Classroom Partnership. And joining us today is one of our Connects Education tutors and also our Head of Quality Assurance and Development. In previous After the Bell podcasts, we focused on how to get started as a tutor and what it's like day to day working. We're often asked whether tutoring is a career and a viable option for teachers or teaching assistants. And today, as I mentioned, Rebecca and Lorna will be chatting through this conversation. Lorna's role actually involves supporting our tutors during their onboarding and development. So we'll also unpack that a bit and focus in on the quality. So it's great to have you here, Rebecca and Lorna. Um, Lorna, it'd be great to start off just sharing a little bit about what your role is as Head of Quality Assurance and Impact. Great, thank you, Georgie. Um, absolutely. So my role is all about making sure that our tutors have everything that they need to, de- to deliver brilliant tuition. Um, and that starts with the quality assurance methods that we've put in place, which are designed to be incredibly supportive um, and useful for our tutors. So we have a set of standards against which our tutors um, are reviewed. And that review will take place by either somebody from Connex or somebody within the school. Um, and it's a little bit like an observation. Um, where somebody will come in and have a look at what's going on um, against our 22 standards and give really useful, impactful feedback. After that, what will happen is there'll be some opportunities for development um, um, as identified in the uh, tutor review, uh, and that'll be through our Thirsty Scholars Partnership. And we're um, able to offer some fantastic online CPD opportunities for tutors to upskill and develop their areas um, that have been noted as requiring development. Of course, this is also a celebratory process and it is so fantastic for us to see how um, skilled our tutors are and to see some fantastic practice across schools in primary and secondary settings, both online and in school. So I'm in a really lucky position in that I get to see uh, the best tutors delivering the best tuition to fantastic pupils and then support those tutors in um, the next steps of their career development as they wish. Brilliant. Excellent. It, it, it's great to hear the support that um, is available also. So because um, often I think tutoring can be quite a lonely role um, and we'll probably discuss that in a moment. But it's it's great to sort of know that actually you're not on your own. If you go through through the journey, there are sort of options and, and professional development available. Um, so morning, Rebecca. Great to have you with, with us again. Um, and it will be good for you to kind of share with us what what led you to become a tutor, because you were obviously on the other side of the fence as a tutor with us. What led you to make a career decision in tutoring? Hi again. Um, yeah, uh, a career in tutoring for me was born out of um, a lifestyle choice more than anything. Um, it was something that I'd kind of done on the side when I was a full time teacher but never really enjoyed that much and never really invested that much uh, time or energy into. It was sort of an additional extra to the work I was doing, um, mainly with people who said, oh, 
my child needs a little bit of help with their English. Could you give them a hand? Um, and then when I had children and I stepped back from my full time teaching role, um, it was something I investigated in a bit more detail. And it, it, it felt like it was um, the first port of call for somebody who'd worked in education for a long period of time. Um, and at first I wasn't really sure um, if it was going to be for me, because as I said, my my early experiences of uh, tutoring when I was doing it kind of as a little bit of extra on the side um, weren't always things that I found particularly fulfilling. But once I decided that it was something that I wanted to really pursue, um, then I realised that it definitely wasn't wasn't going to be like that. And it could it could actually become a career that would really work for me, would really work for my family and something that I could build into something well something that was whatever I wanted it to be there was no sort of um, uh, specific route that you had to follow there were many different options so it was it was something that would work for me yeah it's great it's great to hear about yeah how, how you shape yeah. that yeah and um, Lorna I know on your travels you get the opportunity to see so many of our wonderful tutors and I think it would um, be really good to hear around what is that a similar sort of experience that you, you've um, you've witnessed with our tutors? Absolutely um, there are definitely commonalities but there's so many different routes into tutoring as well um, and it's not always just uh, the, the lifestyle choice although that is certainly a, a common factor. Um, for some tutors it's um, they've they've come towards retirement for some, they've actually only just finished their ECT year and decide that they don't want to um, be part of a, a full school all the time. Um, it really is quite varied. Um, but what I can say with absolute confidence is that um, tutors are really special people and they have a really unique quality about them um, because ultimately they are all teachers. And we know that teachers are incredible. But to take that skill of um, 30 students in front of you down to one, two or three is small group work and to be able to engage those young people and help them make rapid progress in a short space of time is, is really fantastic to see. Um, and I, I think there's a real buzz around tutoring at the moment. And I feel that um, it's it's only spreading and that's that's a really positive thing. Um, you know, we know that the government are really committed to um, promoting this further. We know that it's here um, for, for the for the long haul. And that's great because as we think about the last two, three years and the COVID disruption, um, tutoring from people like Rebecca and, and the many tutors that I interact with is so valuable to help those young people catch up quickly. Um, so it's it's a really exciting, vibrant scene at the moment with tutoring, I would, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. We were going to move on and, and talk about that. So it, it's great to hear how... The, the role of the tutor, particularly embedding that within a, a state school environment, that's really shifted. That's one of the positives that we've we've really seen the value that a, a tutor's recognised now um, in collaboration with a school environment. Um, Rebecca, what else could you share about how you think the tutoring profession's changed recently? Well, I'd, I'd echo that. I think that um, at present there's a real uh, buzz around tutoring. I also think there's a real need for tutoring. I mean, coming off the back of the pandemic, 
Um, a lot of parents are realising that their child um, or children have um, gaps in their learning and they want to put into place some support for them, but also the, the value that schools now place on the work that a tutor can do. Um, I think that has really shifted um, this view of tutoring as kind of second rate teaching mm -hmm. um, and not the same standard that they're going to get in a classroom into something that's completely on par um, and I, as you say Lorna I think I think being able to do the work um, that a tutor does is something that is very special it is it's very different to teaching in a whole class um, the skill set that you need whilst yes you're an educator and you're imparting knowledge to a child I think that the specific skills that a tutor needs are are really unique and I think um, people are starting to really value that um, that role and see the impact that it can have and the way in that it can actually um, change children's lives by changing the way in which they view education, instilling a love of learning. Um, we've spoken before about re-engagement and bringing um, students who, who've maybe not always enjoyed their learning or not really um, seen rapid progress in the classroom, bringing them back um, and making them feel a sense of motivation. So I think, um, I think it's been a shift both in kind of need, but also in the way in which the rest of the educational sector views the tutor too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think um, yes, one of, it is one of the positives that have come out of the pandemic is that real kind of shift into sort of the value of the the small group one to one work and. Um, but I also th also think there's been a real shift in sort of our current work-life balance expectations. People don't necessarily want to work full-time. We're seeing different contracts. We're seeing um, different ways that people are now learning that they can educate um, and not necessarily you don't have to be face-to-face. -face. It's something that can be done online. Um, so, yeah, we've seen lots of different sort of uh, approaches. Lorna, have you got anything more you'd like to share on that? Well, I was just thinking of one particular example there, Georgie, and it sort of um, stems from what you were saying about how tutors are embedding more so within school life, but also the the shift in um, approach to tuition. I was speaking to one head teacher recently who's um, head of a middle school, um, so year five to eight in um, central England, and he has about 700 pupils on roll. And he's actually invested for more than 550 of them to have tuition over the course of the last 18 months. Now, that's a huge investment and certainly worth it by all accounts. And, and it's great to see that schools are really valuing that and wanting to take that forward. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think that that just shows how um, we're, we're now able to, to take tuition and um, see it in a whole new light. This isn't just something that happens at four or five or six o'clock after school in somebody's dining room. This is part of the map now. This is part of the deal that young people are, are getting across the country day in, day out. And I think that's a really positive move forward. Yeah, it's that flexibility, isn't it? It's being able to, that we've seen examples of, of schools accessing uh, tutoring during the day, before, at the weekends. So it it's sort of seen as like that additional emergency service is probably a bit of a cliche, but it's an additional service that can swoop in and really help target and focus for individuals that aren't 
quite getting it or it's not quite working for them um, in that sort of environment. And we've got other examples of um, tutors that have actually um, pupils that have actually not been able to re-engage in the, in the traditional educational environment um, and we provide sort of one-off support. There's a big program in Birmingham that we work with and support. Um, so there's different opportunities to be a tutor um, and uh, you can make it flex and fit how you choose and how frequently as well. So they're kind of some of the benefits I've sort of tailored into there, Rebecca. But from your perspective as a tutor, what were the benefits for you? Well, I think a lot of those benefits have come out of that shift in how how tuition is viewed. Um, because, I mean, when you have trained to be a teacher, you've invested a lot of time, you've invested a lot of energy and a lot of resources into ensuring that you, you get that qualification and you get that experience in schools and in a classroom. And, and actually, you don't just want to throw that away to, as, as Lorna said, to sit at somebody's kitchen table and, and help them out. Um, I, I think being able to view tutoring now as a career choice and um, a career that has progression and growth has, has really um, meant that working as a tutor is not just um, like a lifestyle choice because it's flexible, but it's also a choice that you get to, you you get to kind of pick and choose what your career looks like. Um, I know lots of um, lots of tutors specialise in certain areas. So, for example, I I would specialise in uh, GCSE um, because that's what I love. It's what I did most of my um, work on when I was working in the school, and it's the area where I I, I think that I can have the most impact with students. And so. Um, any kind of like CPD or training that I've done has, has has followed down that route. And I think being able to have that um, ownership of your career um, in a way that is slightly different to when you're working in a school environment, when obviously you're you're very much a team player and, and working alongside other colleagues and their strengths and their areas for development. I think having that ownership is a real benefit of being a tutor. You get to decide what your um, what your working day is going to look like, but also what what your career progression is going to look like too, and and where you want to invest your time and energy and development, um, and being able to kind of work with the sort of students that you you enjoy working with, but also the sort of students where you see your strengths. And I think this kind of this marries up with what the work you're doing, Lorna, of kind of like reviewing the tutor development and the tutor progress and their impact too, um, knowing that you are doing a good job is something that um, feels really good. So in terms of like a, a benefit of tuition, you you get to you get to kind of see that um, very, very immediately um, when you're when you're working in an area that you really enjoy. Excellent. Lorna, from your perspective, what benefits have been shared from other tutors? Well, it depends on the individual circumstance, to be yeah. honest. But um, I, I think Rebecca's hit the nail on the head there with with many of her points. But it's it's being able to interact with young people or children um, on a smaller group basis mm -hmm. and still having that um, 
that uh, need to be an educator fulfilled, but on a smaller scale. Um, it's still being part of a, a school community in many cases and still keeping abreast of what's happening in the education world. It's being able to fit it around your other commitments and your lifestyle as you wish. Some of the tutors that I've dealt with have only done morning tuition to give them the afternoon free or vice versa, of course. It's being able to pick and choose the type of school that you want to be in, the key stage, the subject, uh, the, the, the demographic of the area. You can really um, make sure that you're in the perfect place for you as an individual yeah, yeah. so that you can flourish in your professional um, development and and offer the best that you can because not everybody wants to teach in every type of school or, or tutor in every type of setting um, so it's great to be able to have options uh, afoot um, and, and also being able to dip into our CPD package is a real benefit because that can be completed at any time day or night mm -hmm. um, and there's a, a team here at Connects um, waiting to support our tutors as and when they need it as well and and knowing that you know if, if you feel like you're you're doing a brilliant job and the tutor review process is telling you that you're doing a brilliant job then fantastic carry on yeah. But if you want to spend a bit of time upskilling in a particular area, those routes and avenues are available. And that's a real benefit, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love the package that we, we're, uh, we're seeing is being developed and, and supporting our tutors. So I think we've kind of touched on this, but options for ways that um, to work that tutors have, Rebecca. I think we've kind of covered that off, but it'd be great just to sort of share some examples of um, tutoring and how they work. So um, I obviously have tutored with Connex um, and uh, being able to work, knowing that somebody else is kind of doing all the taking care of recruiting students, liaising with schools, etc., is brilliant. Yeah. And for me, that, that was ideal because um, it, the communication was kind of very effective with one one person knowing you got to know each other's needs and and what would and wouldn't work um, and the sort of students that I was looking to work with. But there are obviously other other ways to work as a tutor. Um, I I know um, people who have established their own kind of tutoring businesses and uh, very much shaping it in their in their own way. Um, obviously, when you're doing it, doing it that way, you're in charge of all your marketing, promotion, um, like recruitment of students, liaising with parents. And so it's kind of a, it's kind of a big job. Um, um, but I know that for some people, that idea of that ownership of their own their own business model is perfect. I know that there are obviously um, other other ways to kind of recruit your own students if you're working on your own kind of um through different sites and different apps um, and obviously when you're when you're working with those it's, it's it's thinking about making sure that you as a as a tutor are getting exactly what you need to and not just picking up the students the students that you want but making sure that your kind of um, development and your um, like the the protection level that you get in terms of safeguarding and um, having a DBS and all of all of those things in place. Um, that's that's again your responsibility. So it, it does it does depend on how you are wanting to work moving forward. I think it, it, if you are the sort of person who is used to 
being as I was used to being in that kind of school environment where a lot of the other aspects are taking care for you working with an agency like Connex is brilliant because you have got that level of support and um, you've got their level of expertise if there's any issue that comes up or um, problems that arise and that's perfect and there's also within that um, obviously a greater range of flexibility because you can say well actually yeah our GCSE students they're the students I want to work with and I want to work during school hours or I want to work first thing in the morning you've you've got that because they've got the the um, broader range of options because they're working with lots of different schools etc but if that isn't for you then there are other ways to do it too um, I, I think we I, we're kind of going to talk about some of the challenges but I think knowing your own strengths as um, not just a, a teacher and an educator but as a person so whether you're very organized whether you like to do that kind of um, conversations with parents etc no, having an understanding of those aspects of what you're like and what you want to build your kind of career around will mean that when you look to take on tutoring work you're choosing the best avenue for you um, and I think that's really really important um, I think some people when they start out kind of do do a little bit of everything to see how how it how it works for them and if you're somebody who isn't quite sure um, the route that you want to take then I, I think yeah like look at your options first and decide which one is going to work for you it's, yeah it's great to be able to almost dip your toe in and yeah. and try <laughs> try the different options well that's it, that's the beauty of tutoring isn't it? The, it it isn't this huge commitment of a whole entire school year in in all cases sometimes you can be on kind of a, a shorter term um like contract and therefore you you can really go oh yeah well that works for me i want to i want to continue to work in that way rather than oh okay i've got to move schools and i've got to decide where i'm going to stay for the entire year it's it's beautiful that it's got that flexibility to test it out if you're unsure yeah, that's lovely. It's lovely to hear. So obviously we've touched on all the positives about uh, tutoring as a career and all the sort of great aspects. But with all of the benefits, there has to be some kind of challenges around that. So what kind of challenges should you be prepared for? Lorna, have you sort of you've probably got some examples of, of hiccups along the way that your tutors have shared with you? Yeah, a few, although it is important to say that the benefits do outweigh the, the challenges. Yeah, totally. So something totally. that is really important to establish um, at the offset from, from the experience I've seen in schools is establishing really clear methods of communication, because if there's going to be a problem, it's likely to be around communication. Um, schools are frantically busy places, as we know, and sometimes it can be difficult for tutors to get the information that they need as quickly as they might like. So um, making sure that there's that one main person to speak to, whether that's your um, your consultant in the branch at Connects or the deputy head teacher or the class teacher, whoever it might be, that you form a really good professional relationship is important because it, it can be frustrating if the communication isn't quite where it needs to be. Um, and the, the niggles and the moans that I've heard from tutors are around them wanting to receive more information or indeed be able to provide useful information to the schools that perhaps they don't feel is being taken as seriously as it as it needs to be. So I'd say that's that's a challenge. 
Um, I think there's also something to be said around feeling part of a community and that can be quite hard for tutors, especially if they're working across multiple schools or um, having a bit of a pick and mix career profile where they're in different places, different times. Um, that can be quite isolating. So it's important that those tutors are really thinking about where they're getting their professional connections from. And that's something that through our tutor review process and our CPD um, offer, we're really working on to make sure there is a tutoring community with us at Connects Education Partnership. Um, but, you know, when you're a teacher in a school, there's always somebody in the staff room. There's always somebody in the classroom next door. You have the same colleagues, same students week in, week out. Um, whereas when you're a tutor, that might not be the case. It might be quite um, fluid in the way that you work. Now, for some people, that might be a huge benefit, um, but it can also potentially be a little bit isolating and lonely for, for some tutors. Um, they're the two main challenges that I've come across when I've been looking at tutoring recently. Absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the key things we've been focusing on is also around well-being and we'll touch on that in our next sort of conversation I hope. So Rebecca from your perspective what uh, kind of challenges have you had to be prepared for when you started tutoring? Yeah I would, I would definitely echo um, what Lorna said about it can sometimes feel quite isolating particularly if you haven't got um, effective communication in place. Um, I, I have always found that being able to pinpoint that name, that one person in the school who I could get a hold of, who was going to be able to answer any of my questions was always really useful. Again, from my perspective, when I'm talking about your different tutoring options, that was another kind of selling point for me of working with Connex, knowing that somebody else could take care of any issues for me if they arose and I struggled with any uh, kind of commu communication with the school, etc. I, I also think it is that idea of you are responsible then for kind of building your own network of connections. Um, uh, once upon a time, I was in the same, I, I worked in the same school for a very long time. And so I knew everybody's name in the staff room and I knew um, who was going to be able to answer any of my questions about um, a lesson that I was looking to develop or um, an issue I was having with a certain sort of child or behavior that I, I wanted to resolve whereas um if you've just got kind of a, a one person in in a school who you maybe speak with kind of once a week you you haven't got that same um range of people who can answer your question and I think from my perspective being able to grow your network by connecting with other tutors um elsewhere um getting to know um people who have got the same experiences of working as a tutor as you so that you can go oh I, I had this session online and it didn't work and they can go oh well just try this next time in the same way that you might in a in a classroom and it, that's not guarantee it's going to work but it, it's that idea of being able to have a sounding board um can sometimes be hard. that is one of the things that I've developed from um leaving kind of full-time teaching um obviously if you have are somebody who has worked as a teacher full time, you're going to still have those networks um, with former colleagues, etc. And I would I would advise you kind of keep up those relationships where possible so that you've got the, that person to ask 
what do you think of this resource or how would you deal with that in the same way that you might. Um, other challenges are uh, sometimes to do with kind of your schedule whilst um, as, as we've discussed it it's really flexible and quite free to be a tutor in that you you get to pick and choose when and how you work sometimes that isn't um, quite as dreamy as you might first think in that the 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 hours are not always exactly um, exactly what you'd like in terms of you are sometimes working after school you are sometimes working um, before school in the morning which can be brilliant but um, thinking about the fact that they're not always the most sociable hours for for other people in other professions um, can sometimes be uh, be a bit of an issue and you can sometimes find what well hang on a minute I've I've finished work now where's everybody else <laughs> um, or or vice versa you know you, you you've got things going on and, and you're restricted by the fact that you you are um, working outside of possible possible um, possibly normal hours for other people so um, those those factors can be a bit of an issue too and obviously where, because it's not a permanent role in many cases um, thinking about the way in which you plan kind of your budget and financially can can be an issue too and making sure that you're really proactive about that and thinking about well okay I've got this role until that point when am I going to start like looking for another another position? Again, that's the beauty of tutoring with Connex. There's usually an email coming in going, can, um, have you got any availability to do this? Because they're obviously picking up new schools, etc., all the time. So, so th it's that idea of you're very much on your own to manage aspects that when you're working in a school, you wouldn't even think about um, that. It's kind of just the day to day and taking care care of for you. So thinking very clearly about where those challenges might occur and, and being kind of proactive about the way in which you, you manage them. So uh, looking to form connections with other tutors, um, maybe kind of online, joining some um, tutoring communities. I know it, this is something that you guys are looking at building as well. Um, the idea that you've got other people that you can call upon for advice um, informally in a way that when you're in school, yeah, you you wouldn't even think twice about. Um, it's just a conversation had over coffee. Um, that's that's one of the main challenges, I'd, I, I'd say. I think also that's that's led to actually a huge birth of um, sort of support and, and uh, communities for tutors. So um, we've been fortunate to be involved with the, the Tutoring Association um, and uh, I'd highly recommend membership of of that they they provide a lot of sort of support around finance and also sort of getting you started and um actually if you're a tutor with connects you can you get a discounted membership with them as well um but we've also been fortunate to be involved in qualified tutor who also offer um they have a, an annual conference now which is all virtual so who would have thought that you know a few years ago you would actually have a tutoring conference um, there's lots of great sort of different areas and resources and, and places that you can go to, but it'd be really great um, to sort of share some of the signposts, some of the most effective ones. Lorna, what, what would you sort of recommend people look at or focus on around tools and support? I think it depends on your experience so far and what you've already got under your belt and to an extent exploiting those routes that are already 
open to you and building on those networks um but for somebody coming in fresh it's it's always great to first of all talk to a consultant in the branch to find out what they're recommending and then you can always come through to the the quality assurance team to find out what we've got on on the radar at the moment around development opportunities um there's plenty out there uh, in fact it's it's almost a bit overwhelming at times um google is both friend and enemy at times isn't it and it's important to make sure that whatever you choose to look at, it's from a reputable um, author or, or think tank, um, that perhaps it's got accreditation if you're looking at doing some qualifications. Um, and if in doubt, just speak to somebody um, in the branches or, or through us just to make sure that, you know, what you're doing is actually worthwhile, um, especially if, if some of the qualifications are um international not all schools would look at taking um uh, note of those um and also it needs to be current pedagogical practice as well um we are looking for tutors who can teach really really well um so it's important that their training is is high quality absolutely and uh, i think we're very proud of the suite of courses and training and onboarding that we provide as support and that's only growing as as we continue. Um, so Rebecca, what sort of top tools or resources did you find really useful when you were um, getting started on your career as a tutor? Again, I think it, it comes back to what Lorne has just said. It's the idea that you can go on Google and type resources for tutors and <laughs> everything comes up. Um, being able to uh, kind of think about my own training needs and what I needed and then and then look to reputable sources was was what I what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be in the situation where I was um, spending a lot of time looking at um, like Google searches and then trying to find something that, that was actually what I needed. So um, working with Connex again was really useful for that because um, covering like your courses about how, how to work online, the idea of like safeguarding online as well, making sure that they, they because I, I primarily worked as a tutor online um, in the first instance, being sure that they were exactly what was needed was really useful. Um, I think the 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 uh, potential for going down like a rabbit hole of <laughs> trying to cover everything can be uh, quite high. And yeah. and yeah, and I think um, you know when it comes to kind of advice, I'd I'd offer somebody who's who's pursuing it. Uh, career in tutoring I would think very carefully about what your specific needs are and start start there um, mm -hmm. and and go to kind of the big names that you know and trust rather than um, just throwing it out there I think having having one go-to place where you can access resources is is so helpful because you feel um, you feel kind of that sense of trust in it that um you know you would have had when you were in in a classroom um at school you'd have gone to your deputy line manager whoever it was who who could provide you with exactly how they want it done and where to go to to find that out um you haven't got that anymore you're responsible for it so it is it is the idea of uh, drawing on resources that 
um, you know are going to work and you know are going to meet the needs for the school or the um, individual that you are working with. So yeah, kind of being able to go to one place was was the most useful thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Lorna, would you like to build on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, something that shouldn't be overlooked, although it's not exclusively the case here, but if you are starting a tuition programme with one particular school, one particular class, one particular group of students, um, if the communication is established um, positively early on, like I've already mentioned, ask the school what they do, ask for their scheme of work, ask for any resources that they're using in their classrooms, because it will be really effective if the tutor can deliver in the same style and in the same um, manner that the teacher is doing so in the classroom. Now, that's not to say that the school is responsible for planning your sessions. Absolutely not. They're, they're not. Um, but if they've got a bank of resources, if they've already done some training for, for um, their particular subject or how they want to deliver something, um, the school may be able to provide the tutors with a, a starting block, which can be built on um, quite effectively. And I've seen some of our tutors take a scheme of work or a, a programme of study and build that into their tuition seamlessly. And this, the progress is significantly accelerated when there is um, good communication between the class teacher or whoever the school contact might be and the tutor because it just marries up and it, it makes good sense. So um, please do, I would, I would encourage our tutors to please do speak to their schools about resources and training opportunities if they feel that's appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Really good, really, really key point there, Lorna. So let's start uh, just wrapping up now and thinking about what would your sort of one key takeaway or top tip, Rebecca, if someone's considering starting tutoring as a career um, I think it would be to be really reflective um, and to think about what you want your career to look like, to think about your strengths as a teacher and a tutor and to think about really exploiting those and looking to build your career around around that. Um, it, it can be tempting to want to cover everything and do everything, but um in focusing on one area, not only can you kind of ensure that you are um, working in the best way that you work, but you can also focus on growing and developing that so that you become the real expert in that area. And that that can be a real selling point um, and, and the way in which you then um, develop that role so that you can kind of um, make connections between the schools in which you're working and use similar resources from uh, one place elsewhere so that they that you, you know the benefit of, of that work and you know how to really um, make it quite special in that way um, rather than trying to do everything um, in all places at all times so if you are somebody that who knows that you are really really good with a certain year group look at like maybe starting there or somebody who is really good with a certain type of student need look at look at um working there and and then think about the way in which they you can kind of grow from that would be um my piece of advice because i think from from doing that you're going to find that 
you enjoy it more as well um, and, and that you really um, see the impact of your work and feel good about the work that you're doing as well. Brilliant. Excellent. I love that. Lorna, what would your uh, top takeaway if you're thinking about people who are thinking about becoming a tutor? I think it's about being brave and asking questions. Um, you're certainly not on your own if you're thinking about becoming a tutor for the first time. Um, there are hundreds and thousands of tutors who are already paving the way, who've already made a really positive mark on young people's lives. And there's, there's support out there if you're not sure about where to start or, or what to do. Um, the development opportunities, the CPD that's coming into play now is, is far improved from where it has been in, in recent years as the the momentum around this profession grows that's only going to get stronger um so please don't feel like you're taking a leap into the unknown you're you're a teacher ultimately you're an educator you know what you're doing you know how to interact with children and young people you know your subject you know your craft it's just about adapting it into a new way of working um so so be brave to give it a go and ask questions when you think you need it because i guarantee people will know the answer and be able to support you on the way and i don't think you'll ever regret it <laughs> Wow. Well, I don't think that's a wonderful sum up there, Lorna. I, I, I don't think there's anything more than just go for it. Give it a try. Dip your toe. Um, and if you are worried about being isolated or lonely, join and work with uh, an association like like Next Education Partnership um, that will give you the support and the appropriate onboarding to, to get you started in your tutoring career. Thank you so much today for our experts, Rebecca and Lorna. Um, if you do are interested and you want to find out more, you can go to Connects Education and um, register to find out more about becoming a tutor. Um, and we've also got a number of sort of tuition support courses through Thirsty Scholars Partnership, the sister company. So pop on there and have a look at some of the development that's available. And you've obviously got our podcast that uh, you're listening to at the moment. Um, in our next week's podcast, Lorna Rebecca is going to be joining us again and we're going to be actually focusing in on well-being. We touched on it today, but tutoring can be quite a lonely role um, and it's important that you prioritise your well-being as well um, to make sure that you're the best that you can be when you show up for your pupils and your students. You can pick up our After the Bell podcast, which were released on a weekly basis and provide quick tips and discussions with our experts around all things educational. And you can listen to this hopefully on your daily commute or when you walk in the dog or on your treadmill or your focus for the day. Thank you so much to our guests today and we look up at catching up with you very soon. Take care. <laughs>